Alright everyone, all you beautiful freaks and geeks, blurs, nerds, and others, you are listening to an episode of Keeping Up With The Jones. This is the Carefree Black Nerd Review Show. We'll be going over Jessica Jones Season 2 on Netflix, one of Marvel's, I guess, flagship programs? I don't know. But um, you all know me, Carefree Black Nerd, Rain Coleman. You can find me here uh, <laughs> in this feed, carefreeblacknerd.com and all that good shit. But more importantly, I have a very, very special guest slash co-host slash comic enthusiast, whatever. Uh, go ahead, sir. Introduce yourself. Hey, y'all. My name is Charnel. You know, I am a host of a few shows. My fa- my first show uh, is What About Your Friends? Uh, is Everything Taking Up Space in Your Head? My true crime show, What Did You Do? And my fanboy show, Boys Love Beyonce. And I'm just really happy to be here right now. Oh, my God. I'm happy to have you. And can I say... Again, one of the hardest working men in podcasting. God <laughs> damn. Oh my God. Every single show that you have is amazing. Um, oh, I am a fan of true crime to the point where I literally fall asleep every night listening to Forensic Files. Oh, so, <laughs> your true crime pocket, not that the others aren't good, but right. I am connecting with that on a level that is just. <laughs> God, God, kudos to you. And what, what's your goal. co-host on there? Uh, Diana D, yeah. Oh, God, she's dope, too. Like, y'all are funny as hell. You're giving the facts. It's entertaining. It's uh, it's just, it's good. <laughs> nah, I appreciate that. Thank you. That's awesome. I appreciate it. That's yes. why. That's why we do. I mean, we wanted to do a true crime show that wasn't like everyone else's. You know, we mm. both do social work. We both have different backgrounds, like psychology, criminology. And we didn't really want to give what everyone else is giving, which is like, oh, let's get drunk and talk about murder. It's like, <laughs> let's talk about, like, what causes murder. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about that shit. Let's talk about, like, where people are and what pushes them to these things. And let's talk about it as black folks. Yes. <laughs> and it's and it, it just works. And I love D to death. And I'm glad that people are, like, you know, responding to it the way they are. Absolutely. I, and that's pretty much the same story of Carefree Black Nerd because I've I've heard other true crime podcasts and they are good. Mm-hmm. But again, you're speaking from the lived in experience of two melanated individuals. And you don't generally see that when it comes to true crime, when it comes to comic books or any other niche subject, it's kind of saturated with the whites, the blonde hair, blue eyes. So, <laughs> you know, good. good. So, <laughs> um, yeah, listeners, all the links to Charnel's shows will be in the show notes. So, uh, go ahead and click on all of them and support all. Subscribe, rate, review, comment, all that good shit. For real. Uh, okay, now to the task at hand. Jessica Jones, Season 2, Episodes 1 through 4. My girl. Look, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> okay, even before getting to that, Season 1, did you like it Like as a whole, as the 13 episodes, the origin, and all that good shit? Did you like Jessica Jones, Season 1? I will say that the first two episodes, I can't even even really remember um, the details of the first couple of episodes, but I remember them feeling they were dragging Mm -hmm. because I felt like they were taking way too long to introduce us to Jessica. Like we've been following around all of New York City for (laughs) like 180 minutes now. Like where, like what are we, when are we going to learn who she is, what she does? Um, But once we got past that little hump, like I fell in love with Jessica. Like she's burdened, she's broken. but she's she's also a battler, you know. She's a warrier, and I love yes. that about her. 
So like everything about Jessica Jones, I fell in love with. I think she this Jessica Jones might be my favorite Marvel Netflix show. Oh like, wow! I think Daredevil is like a close, really close second. But uh, Jessica Jones is just like real and like grounded, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. not based in like magic potions and you know powers. Yeah, when you're yeah. Talking, like Iron Fist and Daredevil. When you talk about the, and it just gets way too like convoluted. But yeah, this is yeah. uh, it's real life shit. So first season, yeah. yes. Lord, I I. I don't know. See, I came off of knowing about her Max line, her Max series, the Marvel Max, which is like their oh, rated yeah. R. Oh, you're familiar, I'm sure, right? With the yeah. okay. So I um I have like I think the first two trades. Have not read them. I've skimmed through them. I've looked up the history, but once I saw the B from Apartment Twenty Three, <laughs> on like I I flipped. I was like, okay. That, this motherfucker was good in the comedy. And so it took me a while as well to warm up to her. And it's no, through no fault of Kristen Ritter. It's through the show. Like you said, it was a, a dragging a bit. I was just excited to get another superhero show after coming off of that high of Daredevil. So I was just ready for everything. <laughs> that Oh, God, season one. Okay, so you do know about it from the comics, so that's cool. Yes. Uh, going into season two. Right, okay. You got any initial thoughts, feelings? anything about this well i didn't know how they were gonna go like what what direction they were gonna take it like we we're only we're only four episodes in right now but mm-hmm. um i knew that you know so again spoiler alert if y'all ain't watch season one don't <laughs> click on this True. but like after killing Kilgrave, like we knew that was gonna be uh there's gonna be some you know self-discovery some kind of re-evaluation mm-hmm. only because of the fact that he was such a major part of her identity absolutely like yeah. Now she's she's got to battle that she's got to battle like killing off a part of herself, and in even again light spoilers for <laughs> further on in the <laughs> season I realize I can't do it like he like he never really goes away like something like that who's been like picking in your brain for years it doesn't mm-hmm. really go away but I knew they were gonna take that on I was re- I was really excited initially to see what they were gonna do with Trish mm-hmm. um, I really I <laughs> I felt a way about um what's it, what was the the uh, siblings names. Um, uh, Ruben and yeah, the kind of incestual, but not, but like weird. Right, they oh, weren't God. fucking. Yeah, but no, but they were really. Was, I forget the chick's name, and she, she wasn't was, important. Right, <laughs> but, but Ruben's yeah. the one that dies. Yes, yeah, yes, Ruben dies, and I felt a way about that. Um, so I was excited to see what kind of neighbors she was gonna have because that always plays a role, and we yeah. obviously need one coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the neighbor. Uh, so I was excited about all that and I just wanted to see how everything was going to go like she obviously has some soul searching to do Trish is obsessed with a whole bunch of uh, Jessica's past probably because she's you know jelly is. but um, what about you? <laughs> yeah I, I enjoyed the first season of course and I just like you was very interested mainly because Jessica in the comics has a very limited run it's a fully fleshed out interesting story but Kilgrave is the purple man is a lot of that story so just like you I was like well what the hell can you give me next I am enjoying what's being set up here uh to your point the new neighbor of sorts was really fucking with me I didn't expect to like (laughs) that storyline as much um and I was really looking for Malcolm to be handled a bit differently in this season um but all in all I'm enjoying what I've seen so far I'm enjoying the color, the cinematography. I, um, I all in all, I like it. I Trish, I got thoughts, but we can we can talk about Trish because Trish is annoying. I'm, I'm, I'm so fucking through with her. Like, and that's a few of my questions here. Like, the first one 
is, oh my God, did you think Patsy slash Trish um, was in the right for the shit she did with those ashes? And which is, a, I think, what was that? Episode two? No, episode one, when she brought Jessica's dead family's ashes. ashes. I was like, man, Jessica is a lot of things, but that shit, I, she frustrates me. She does. Like Jessica, Jessica is, she, like I said, she's a, she's a warrior. She's a tough cookie, but like there are certain wounds that, and certain things she just doesn't want to reopen and family is one of them. Yeah. And to be so caught up in the be, but just to be so enamored with like superhero life to the point where you go so far and out of your way to hurt your friend to get what you want mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. disgusting to me. Like I, I'm thinking like, think about your best friend and how far, if your best friend had something that you want that you don't even understand right? to go that far, it's like what it means to be super powered and mm-hmm. how people are treating her and what the kind of world she's wrapped up in. But you want that so bad because you've been special all your life, but not right. in this way. Right. Right. And it's like, what would you do to your best friend to make sure you got a, my best friend personally in my own life <laughs> has always been well off. I've yeah. always been broke. Like that is something. <laughs> yeah. And not once have I ever been like, well, let me just lie my ass off a little bit to get a little bit of money or some shit. Like never once have I ever thought about that. And it's just so funny to me that like, not funny, but it's, it's, it upset me because I got really high hope. I thought we were going to get Trish. I thought, mm-hmm. what was her name in the comic books? Uh, uh, she wasn't Hellcat. Hellcat. Cause mm-hmm. she was training. Yeah. Yes. You know, like, I was like, okay, okay. But <laughs> we get a team up this season. I thought that's what, yeah. even there's some, there's some light um in the first four episodes of like, you know, her kind of get involved with Jessica and I'm saying, okay, so we're going to get that. Right. But right. no, she ends up being whiny and kind of unnecessary. <laughs> yes. Very, very. She reminded me a lot of her mother, though. We didn't get a lot of scenes of her mother from their childhood, we got like the conversations that they, her and Jessica had with her mother in the first season and kind of the um, animosity or the anger that they have. But I'm like, you're doing the same shit your mother was doing. You're being selfish and putting your needs before mm-hmm. your friends. Like it may be a noble cause to you, ish. but <laughs> right, right, right. So ish emphasis on ish, but that doesn't mean that it is what's good for me. Ain't always good for the next person. And because mm-hmm. I'm dealing with something doesn't mean I need to bring you out of the closet with whatever you're dealing with. That's unfair. I just, I said, this white woman is privileged as hell. She, Say it. She is the epitome of white privilege. Like this blonde-haired, blue-eyed white woman, conventionally attractive, a size zero, uh, no breast, which, okay, that doesn't matter. My, <laughs> let me take that back. <laughs> but she's just, and you've been a, a child star, though with a dark past, that did come up. But yeah. you've still been allowed to exist in this space where if you had been a brown woman or if you had been a queer man or woman, you probably wouldn't have the same privileges to this day. Like, the nigga you dating, however shady he may or may not be, is like a handsome ass sought-after journalist who of the stars. Or something. Like, he's like, man, she... How'd you find a straight Anderson Cooper? Like, what the fuck did you... Listen, listen, look, when I saw that nigga, I said, okay, I don't know who the fuck this is. I know he's not from the comics. Who the (laughs) fuck is Griffin? (laughs) What the... Yo, I forgot his name every episode until somebody said it. (laughs) Like, they were like, oh, where's Griffin? I was like, who the fuck is Griffin? (laughs) Who the fuck Oh, shit, yeah, he... (sighs) Go ahead, go ahead. I was like, but that's why, like, there's, there's so many things about Trish, and... Just to tie it back, like, because, you know, they're digging into IGH now, you know, they're yeah. trying to get back into things. And, you know, it's what she's good at. Mm-hmm. But that whole, that Ashes thing was low. Like, you don't, that, man, like, 
Why would you? I thought it was something else. I thought it was files. Yeah, I thought same. it was like he. She really brought your family out. Like I would have beat her with those ashes. Like it would have been. Yes. A, <laughs> yes, yes. Me and her would have been. We would have gone to blows. But but you know that I think that speaks to a larger um conversation when it comes to these two women because we also get uh in the third or fourth episode where Jessica outs Trish to TMZ. And it's like, damn, yes. that was low as well. So it's like, are y'all just competing at who can suck as a friend the most? Or <laughs> like, but then Jessica's they, been, Jessica's been a shitty friend a lot, but for like, <laughs> Jessica's a shitty friend in the way that Peter Parker is a shitty friend. Yeah. True. You know, like Jessica's <laughs> a shitty friend because she's got a lot of demons that she'd rather not impute into anybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, look, I'm dealing with some dark shit right now. You mm-hmm. don't need to get involved because you, you're not strong as much as you want to be. Yes. You're not strong enough yes. to deal with it. Like literally physically strong enough. Yes. To deal with yes. And here comes Trish like, but what about my training? What about me? <laughs> I love you. I'm your friend. I'm like, Friendship is not strong enough. So At Jessica's all. a shitty friend on purpose to protect <laughs> Trish. And Trish is not smart enough to realize she's being a shitty friend on purpose. Which and then tries to gaslight her into doing what she wants. Which is, oh my God, it's like, can you be more, I don't, I, I feel like the show <laughs> wants us to empathize with Trish and like, oh, she's just trying to do such and such. But I cannot, I, I can't, I, I just, I, I can't. She is just a spoiled Rich Dwight woman. I just say it. (laughs) And how Uh, is she even still rich? Like these are (laughs) look, because her ratings are failing. Um, what's the guy? Was he her her boss? But I don't know his title, but he came to her like and even in that scene, I said, I don't know if I'm just got my my my, uh, Black Panther of the the sixties card up or what, but I was (laughs) like, if this was woman was a woman of color or a queer person or just a person of color, your ratings dropping like that. They gonna you say, gone. "Nigga, pack your bags, you gone." Like, <sighs> there's a million more just like you. Let's go. Look, come on. Uh, with token hour with this, I don't know, marginalized person. But she, yeah, she, I'm dragging her because I. This is how I feel. I do. I liked her more in season one. We all did. Yeah, I just. She was growing. She was getting like she was working for it. Mm-hmm. Like she was, and she because you know what it was is that she was supportive of Jessica. You could tell mm-hmm. she was jealous of Jessica, mm-hmm. but she it looked like she cared. She wasn't like driven by any kind of personal motivations. Yeah, like to the point where she's so driven by this thing that she went as far as to dress up as old Patsy as a grown ass woman at a kids hated. party. Look. I- uh, for those two gay men, because they ain't have shit to do with them kids. They ain't give a damn about that. <laughs> Say it again, because... I, I don't know. I said, what the fuck is this? I, But whatever. I digress. But, yeah, Patsy is... <laughs> right. Look, I, I'm, I can admire that she's going after what she wants. But like her mama said, you going after these powered people, this is getting you nowhere. Like... Marry this nigga. Like, I, I'm i not saying that she needs to be attached to a man, but her mom was like, bitch, but get a ring from this man. You ain't you ain't going nowhere, but... You ain't doing shit. Might as well get married. Right, shit. Like, you ain't no... Oh, God. Okay. Um, fuck, fuck Trish. No. Uh, um, That's where we all are, though. Pretty much. So, you know, yeah, listeners weigh in. Do you... How do you feel about Trish? God damn it. This, this hoe. Is she your favorite? I hope not. Um, she might be. There's a lot of them. Uh, but I will say this. Trish did do one good thing. 
Mm. And with that Patsy shit, and that was she got those files from yeah. her stay at the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And finding that twenty day gap, which when I saw the certificate of death for Jessica, that I don't know if maybe I should have already known that, but that really fucked me up because I guess because we know that there was a twenty day gap, but then she mm-hmm. of course came out of it on the other side at Metro um, Metro General Hospital. So yeah. where's this like? Where's the time after the 20 days? Because right. if you have a certificate of death, then what? I don't know. I'm I'm just something about yeah. that confuses me. Yeah. And I think I think at some point when you're a comic book fan, you go in like without <laughs> disbelief, like you just throw it out the window and yeah. you watch superhero stuff. So when things that have to do with um like facts yeah. and, and reality, you ignore it. Like how you get a certificate of death and still have a job? Apartment, like how do you? <laughs> I, I'm like, who's? Yeah, yes. Because yes. dec- when you get when you have a that means you're declared dead. That means you've been dead for at least two days. It's not like you're on the table and you come back to life. Like, yeah, right. I'm like, did they like have the that city? <laughs> and this is New York. Like, I mean, I'm sure so many people, some shit can get moved around. But this is a whole. First and foremost, this is a white girl, and again, bringing up race. <laughs> This is a whole ass white girl. This ain't no brown person. This white girl, they gonna handle her a bit differently than they would no somebody sex else. Worker. Like it's right. no, a little girl died girl. with her family. Her, yeah, that was. I don't know. I'm um. What I'm liking coming off of that is that this season, and I can't quite remember the first season if it was as much like monologuing from her throughout these scenes. Do you? Do you remember that? I feel like no? it was a like it was a decent amount. Okay. You mean like kind of kind of just to herself? Yeah, like you this, mean like no, just like her yeah. talking, like you know, oh, doctor so and so, and I remember it, like hearing her voice over, like I was it, I don't know, but you I know mean, what? maybe not. And see, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it standing out to me because she didn't do that, or is it standing out because it's more? Um, in any event, I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying um, cause and I. I, this is probably gonna sound like a reach, but it feels like, like especially when I came up on episode four, like this is like a Spike Lee film, like something about like the sweat on her head, the focusing on the heat, the surroundings, like something about that made me feel like do the right thing. And it's of course different content, sure. but it's something about the way the episode was put together from the very I beginning. Can see that. Yeah, I was just like, okay, wait a minute, they, they're learning. You know, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I I guess how do you feel about Jessica and these kind of like um, visions, flashbacks, uh, bad dreams? Well, let's see. Was it in the first four episodes that she sees the, the hypnotherapist? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I like the again like the I'm in school <laughs> for this shit, but like the <laughs> okay, come on, <laughs> like the like psychology portion of it, like after crazy, like first of all, medical trauma is real. Medical people are afraid of medical treatment in general. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why most black folks don't go to the hospital. They don't want to know anything wrong with them. But like so, to take that aside. She knows she was experimented on, and she can't remember it, which is trauma in itself. Mm-hmm. The fact that she knows that the sexual violence that she was put through with Kilgrave. All that stuff. And the fact that, yeah, she she killed someone because, yes. with, like, without, you know, not through her own power, well, through her own power, but without her own control. Like, all these things are ramping up in her brain, and now she killed the one person that can provide her answers. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, like, all these flashbacks, I expected them. And that's yeah. remember when I when I first started, I said, I, I you know, I want to see how she was going to react after she mm-hmm. kills a part, part of herself off. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, this is hype because 
I want to see that. I want to see like that meat face monster, which is mm. fucked up. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I want to see all that. Um, I want to see flashbacks because one, we we didn't get those flashbacks in season one where we kind of learn about her backstory. We just hear about it. Right, right. So right. I want to see it because you know, for me, being who I am, seeing is believing. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I like that. I like the fact that they really flesh it out without having to go through whole episodes of her yeah. being young again. Which you, I think, who did that? What show did that? Was it a, a Netflix or a comic show? It might not have been a Netflix show. I might have been thinking about Daredevil, but I don't think it was Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I think Daredevil did a few scenes of them they being did. like young twenties. Um, well, no, he was, was a kid with his dad being a boxer and all that. Yeah, yeah but that was like you know like a good ten minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, true, true. Maybe I'm maybe I'm running shows together, but like I didn't <laughs> want full episodes of youthful Jessica yeah. crying yeah. about mom and dad arguing or something. I just wanted Jessica, give me flashbacks, keep her present. Mm-hmm. So I like it. I'm, I'm rocking with it. Um, it's, I think the I think the trauma and the like the ghosts of your past is like mm-hmm. what really drives Jessica Jones as a show. So yeah. you need yeah. those things. Yeah. yeah. This show is very uh, mental, very cerebral, whereas Daredevil and Luke Cage and Iron Fist are more physical. <laughs> there, let me overcome this physical obstacle. Let me punch my way through some shit and a little bit of, you know, emotional stuff tied in. But this show, I love the way they're handling, one, the PTSD, the mm-hmm. uh, the flashbacks, her personality, dealing with a licensed professional, dealing with, um, like, the, the mother figure, which is Patsy's mom, and just authority in general. Like, it's so interesting to see this because it feels real. It feels like... Jessica Jones is a real lived-in person that exists in New York somewhere. It doesn't... I don't know. I just... I really enjoy that. And I'm... Like you said, I'm rocking with the show. <laughs> God damn Oh, yeah. But... That's why I like it, too. She is the most grounded of the heroes in the mm-hmm. Netflix, like, kind of, you know, universe. And it just makes you feel like Jessica Jones could be your sister. You know? She could mm-hmm. be your cousin. Mm-hmm. You know? And she probably... There's a lot of people who watch the show like, wow, damn, that is their sister. Or that is yeah. their cousin. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like... Or it's them. Yeah. So I, I, I like it. And they do it in such a way that is, one, respectful. Yeah. You know, it's not where they don't dwell on the fact that it's like they reference it. They talk about the effects of it. But there are no flashbacks to, you know, the yeah. trauma itself. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to have rape scenes or extreme violent, extreme yeah. violent scenes involving young children or anything. It's just like it's perfect. You know, it's the way it's handled. And like I said, I can't talk about um, that kind of Me Too movement type thing. Mm hmm from a place like of authority, but I will say that Jessica, it was, it didn't seem like it was pandering, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. because it's been a theme since the first season. Like it's not trend yeah. chasing or anything. It's always like, it's always been a part of Jessica's history. It's always been that. Now we learn that it was a part of Trisha's history as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, these people are as much as Trisha's annoying. They're real. <laughs> I like right, that. Right. So she's yes. trash, but she, she is, <laughs> <laughs> but she has a history that can't be, you know, glossed over. Yeah. Um, and, and even within this show, and of course, I'm only on the first four episodes, I'm looking at it like there are ways to continue this show past Jessica Jones's comic book appearances where you don't have to rely on her marriage to Luke Cage to create mm-hmm. content. Like, for as many things that people go through, depression, post-traumatic stress, being in a war, killing, all of this, it's easy to funnel into Jessica Jones, which is pretty much a, uh, what is it, a crime, a noir yeah, detective type show. So it's even bringing in the trauma from Trish as a kid, making that part of her um, 
background and, and, and storyline and whatnot, that still speaks to a lot of shit that we have going on today. Uh, read R. Kelly and <laughs> others as well. But just the fact that this this all is so real. These just happen to be characters who originated in comic books. But this is all real, <laughs> real life. And I can't wait. I mean, you haven't seen past the first four episodes, but I have. Correct. And I'm I'm really excited to hear your reaction to it then because I mean we're gonna be doing it, so it yeah. doesn't matter. But um I'm really excited to see what you think because as we get further into the season, mm-hmm. you're gonna see that there is a million things you could do oh, with Jessica yeah. Jones yes. that we did not think about. And things happen that we didn't think about. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is and I'm gonna warn you ahead of time, it's emotionally draining. Like see? it really uh, That little white that, woman. Ugh. And but this, that's what it is. It's this show does it. It like remember Degrassi, bitch. It goes there. Yes, like, yes. <laughs> God damn it, all of them. Degrassi and Next Generation and all that. Yes. God yeah, so damn it. I'm excited to see. In season three, this got we got the news like two days ago that it got renewed for season oh, yeah. three. Okay, that's what's up, man. So I'm like, whoo. What are they gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> right. This is. I don't know. I ah uh, Jessica Jones. I, when she first came out that first season, it was, which is to be expected in the nerd landscape, a lot of people talking about how it was a, a girl show, a woman show, which is like, this is, I think at the time, what, 2016? Like, what yeah, do you what do you mean this is a girl? Like, boys can play with Barbies, girls can play with trucks, you can wear what you want, and there's more than just male and female. But this show, again, is so emotional. Um, I think of, and not that it, it is exactly like that, but I think of something like uh, This Is Us. If you can watch This Is Us, you should be able to watch Jessica Jones. That's not a right. boy or a girl show. And to reduce it to that, I'm just like, the Marvel machine had been going on so long before Netflix uh, even put up Daredevil. So how do you go through all of these Marvel movies, go through a whole season of Daredevil, and then get to Jessica Jones and say, nah, that's not for me, that's a girl show. Like, I... Yo, can I just say this? Let's uh, let's pull over a little bit. All right. Because you know me. Like, it's, I have a different perspective on this in terms of gender and what's for who. Because, you know, as a black queer dude, like, I don't really subscribe to all that shit. True. But one of my least favorite things is what you're referencing. The sex, the overt, like, sexism. The fact yes. that things have to be for women because it's a woman leading it. Like, there's a, everyone, the same people who bash uh, women's TV, like, Women or shows led by women yeah. or female characters in movies or in comic books are the same ones that every every second week of May are talking about how their mother is the strongest person they know and I wouldn't have been able to do it without my mama's love and help and support she's so strong and she's so driven yes, then how come yes. you can't watch a woman do what your mother does on television look with superpowers why look. can't you do that why can't you it's just so amazing to me you love your grandmama oh I love my sister my sister I'm at her graduation I'm so proud but the minute a woman that looks like your sister gets on screen and can lift a, a fucking bus. You're like, oh, this ain't for me. Yeah. What? If you could watch a blonde haired dude lift a bus, you could watch a woman lift a bus. Exactly. You know, it makes sense. It just annoys me to no end. And I'm like, oh, and I'm a fan of Black Widow. Yeah. yeah. And she has not gotten her due in the MCU. Don't care what anybody says, uh, she has not. Yes. It's expected. Yeah. She's supposed to have a movie, but, I think. But so. I will say, I think in Infinity War, because I've seen all these TV spots and yeah. how heavily she's promoted and all the places she is, yeah. where they have a hit, like, they have a same thing with Scarlet Witch, where they have a, a tendency to give them really awesome scenes and hide them for right quarters of the movie. Right, right, it right. It seems like they're both in all the important parts of the film. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like she's going to get her due in this movie. She's going to get, like, her big kill, which I'm hoping for. Again, we pulled over. This is not just a good kill. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> but I think that she's going to get, like, a big kill, like, 
don't quote me, but I think she might be she might be like striking the killing blow to one of the Black Order at some point or something. Like I feel like she's yeah. gonna get something like that. Um, but I just feel like like it's okay to appreciate women and appreciate what they do and what they can do and just comic book wise fictionally what they can do. Like it's a made up world. Mm-hmm. Everything in this is made up. Why mm-hmm. can't you just ride with it? Like yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. If you can believe a man can turn green and get super strong, like it's just Look. Oh man, you're right. It's trash. It is. <laughs> it is. It's it's and it's always like even with bringing in the conversation of uh Deadpool with Z Beats yeah. being Domino, even with that something yeah. where this character has traditionally looked not even look like a white woman, look like a pale person. I'll even say perhaps a person with albinism with a black dot on her eye. But now that there is a brown woman playing that character with with her natural hair, it's an issue. And it's like, oh, regardless of the race of the woman, we can't even say, well, they doing this just a black woman. Just the race of just having a woman presence on screen just riles up so many goddamn people unless she's half naked and a damsel in distress. That's all they want. They need Lois Lanes all the time. And that's all they want. They want to be able to save it. I'm like, who drilled this into your head that you had to be the one who saves women and women can't save you? Yeah. Like, first of all, I love, um, I don't really, I don't know, you knew the actress's name. I did not know her name. What's her name? For Domino? She's in Atlanta. I love love that they made her black with vitiligo like over her. I thought that was the dopest, most realistic way to make Domino. Absolutely. God (laughs) damn it. Yes. Yes, shit. Like, so it doesn't look like a woman who's wearing, you know, clown makeup in a black yeah. dot. Because Domino has always looked like, she's always looked super pale and just has this random black dot. I'm like, mm-hmm. is that a birthmark? I've never looked into Domino like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. I just, I've just seen her on screen. I've seen her on paper. I've seen her on a few cartoons. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So now that we get, we get Domino and she's a black woman, she got Vitiligo, I'll take that. That is mm-hmm. the most, like, grounded way to make this character yes. and make it believable. Because no one's going to trust a woman walking around in face makeup. Like, it just won't <laughs> work. Yes, so yes. I, I just thought it was cool. And I love the afro. Like, obviously, you know me. Like, I love black. <laughs> but I was like, people just r- get riled up about everything. Like, let, women can be great. Like, you trying to you trying to wed one, you trying to marry, you marry mm-hmm. one, impregnate one, have one raise your kids. You don't mm-hmm. think a woman should be capable? Like, it's... Oh, it's, it's beyond it me. I don't... I don't and I, <laughs> oh, God, looking at the history of, like, comic book TV shows and comic book movies we've had, uh, the fact that we finally got a Wonder Woman, what, last year, and there's been about 12,000 Batman movies from forever and a day. And it's... Oh, yeah, it's 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 frustrating. <laughs> it, really it really is. is. <laughs> it's God Give women it. what they deserve. Oh my god, which is a fucking amazing ass TV show, amazing ass movies. I mean, like, God. Okay, let me. I digress because <laughs> I look. I'm. I just. I'm not champion for white women, and I have to say that because I I realize I watch a lot of shows, especially stuff like Riverdale, where I'm quick to say, "Oh, that's this white woman. She killing it." It's like. I'm trying to big ups us, but understand that in the context of this show, Jessica is a damn good hero. She's not a conventional woman that you're going to see on screen. She's not. I'm putting on a dress. I'm, um, and I know I'm speaking from a place of uh, well, being a male, but what from what I see, 
and from my lived in experience, Jessica Jones is a really interesting character that has flaws, which for the most part in anything that you watch, especially a drama, when someone has flaws and you're rooting for the villain and the hero, you know, had um, issues in the past or a dark past, that stuff makes these people more interesting. She's mm-hmm. not less important because she's not Captain America. Um, and Captain America's backstory is trash. Like he is. <laughs> I love Cap for what he is now, like as a super, super strong human. Yeah. But we're like 1930s, 1940s, like skinny white boy mm-hmm. in uh, Brooklyn. Like I'm all right. I'm actually all set. You wanted to be something you couldn't be it, so you got you got some help. That must be nice. That sounds like privilege to me. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, let's lift you up and keep everyone else. <laughs> Look, pretty much. And I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. Because he's cool now. But we didn't, I don't give a damn about his backstory. He's not that interesting. He's a goody two shoes mm-hmm. coming from a racist time. Oops. But Jessica Jones, <laughs> like that story? Yeah. Where it still haunts her. The only thing that still haunts Cap is Bucky's like ball sack. Like, I, I, it, it yes. irritates the hell out of me. <laughs> I'm not a But fan. that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's pull back on the, on the road. No. <laughs> let's pull back on the road, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So. Jessica, okay, oh, this is something I wanted to get your take on. How do you feel about the diversity or the representation in Jessica Jones, um, specifically, of course, the first four episodes of season two? Okay, so walk me through this. Um, I'm trying to think. I love that Jerry is queer. Yeah. Um, Malcolm is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the other one? <laughs> Are you talking about the, uh, the the sex workers that Jerry and had? The, and that's, <laughs> yes, that, mm-hmm. Okay, as much praise as I have for Jessica Jones, that's where I have a lot of my issues. I... It was, what's the word I'm looking for? It was overextended, too long, gratuitous, that's the word I'm yeah. looking for. Mm-hmm. That was too long of a drug-induced sex orgy scene that no one cared about, no one really asked for. Like, we could have saw Jerry, like, act out because she's unsure of her future and things mm-hmm. like that, but... Mm-hmm. I felt like that was too intensive. Like, what are you doing? It it reminded me a lot of Sense Eight. Like that show. Like everything, every season they have a sex scene between the eight main characters, and it's really um, artistic. It fits with the story. But this is just like the writers saw Sense Eight and was like, okay, we're gonna do something similar. And the thing I took away from it, though, it was, I mean, it fit the story. Like you said, I do feel like that was too long. Like it could have been handled differently. I feel like if you were cognizant enough to put this black woman as a sex worker in here, you could have put some more black people on this damn show. New York is not white. Okay, so this is also this. I'm so so the diversity thing, and this is why it's like watching an episode of Friends, like which I've never watched in full, but I've only seen clips. And every time they're outside, there ain't no brown folks in New York City apparently. Same thing with Jessica Jones. You see them on the street. Like you see them, they show up on the street, but they don't. They don't ever have any talking points. They're always mm-hmm. giving you dirty looks. Mm-hmm. Like they're never. They're never the perfect. Well, it's New York, but <laughs> they're always <laughs> like. But they're not like it's Malcolm centric, and Malcolm has a cool story. The way they did him, mm-hmm. um, I expected mm-hmm. them to handle him a little differently than they, what they're doing. Okay. They, like they don't like he's he's the black man in the show, recovering addict, um, and. I'm trying to remember as season four if we start to see that he's replaced one addiction with another. Um, we... <clears throat> no, I haven't gotten it yet. I've stopped at him being used as the token black guy from Trish and from Jessica, and then him and her, him and Trish being um, 
shot by the paparazzi so that they look like they're in a relationship. That's where I've stopped. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's, I think they start to address it in the first four episodes. Like, it's not something that's full blown yet. Okay. Okay. But okay. it's like, it's, but it's something you should have seen if you probably, and you didn't notice it because mm-hmm. I didn't notice it either until okay. I further. Um, but it's like, you know, when you have one thing, he's like, can't give it up. You know, he's always going to be trapped by this cycle. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, sex. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay, because that woman, I was like, who the fuck is this? Li-? Okay, okay, go ahead. Right, you're like, this woman you don't ever hear about. And he doesn't, and it, it gets worse. Okay, but Lord Jesus. There's that. Um, and that's the other thing that bothered me, too, Um, which is, it's it didn't bother me because Jessica had done it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it should, It's it always bothers me. It's the, you have one good-looking uh friend, male friend of color. Mm-hmm. You know your landlord is a gay dude who has an affinity for oh god yes and you send malcolm there unknowingly because i feel like if malcolm knew what his intention was Mm -hmm. when he went there malcolm would have just you know played it up a little bit yes malcolm's a team player yes you sent him there unwittingly that he was going to be preyed upon yeah and that bothered me and i was like yeah same because that's like we are not, we are not workhorses. We are not fodder. We can't just be picked up and used and then thrown away. And mm. even though Jessica is again broken and burdened, the way she treats Malcolm throughout the episode is disgusting. It is. It is. Oh, <clears throat> Ooh, truly. It's just there's so many things about like how you only have one centric brown person. Yeah. And last season we had Luke Cage. Yeah. So it's like we have one centric brown person, and each time he's being utilized for anyone to to motor, to kind of move forward anyone else's agenda. Yes, he's yes. essentially scaffolding, and everyone's mm-hmm. using to build up, and then they remove him immediately every time. Ooh. So it's starting to frustrate me. Yes, same, <laughs> same. I I'm so disgusted at the handling of him, and it's and I may be slightly I don't want to say triggered. I, well, I might be slightly. Um, having issues with it, I'll say that, because of him being a black man and her being a white woman and the way in which she speaks to him. But uh-huh. I can understand that she's just a horrible person to everybody. But again, the way she handled him in season one and now season two, like you said, essentially pimping him off or um, just using him to do whatever the fuck she needs to get done. It, I just don't like the handling of Malcolm. I like him on the show. I love looking at him. I like seeing him with his shirt off and in them drawers. <laughs> that was cool. But I he's just working out. Look, has been. But I just don't like the way that he's being handled in these first four episodes. I'm hoping it gets better. If this sex addiction becomes part of his story, then I would love to see that fleshed out. Uh, oh, this is the other thing. When he went to when he helped Patsy make the video and then went back <clears throat> after that man, I was just like okay, I know she didn't tell him to go after that man, but it's like, is he only used to be the intimidating brown guy? Like, what? You're not the only one who thought that. Like You're if, not the only one who thought that. We can honestly have taken that scene out and nothing would have changed. And it, nothing would have changed, but we had to put it in there. That, oh. and he, But you know what? Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because it, it perpetuates the idea of who needs to be of who needs to be feared yes. and who needs to be protected yes. every time. Yes. It's the fact that yes, Trish was hurt and you know and traumatized as a young girl. Got it. Um but also she's weaponizing that in a way that's not okay in my brain. No. Um, you know, yes. as a person who's been through abuse, like that's not okay to do. But do what you gotta do, sis, if you if you want these powers that bad. <laughs> But like the way that it worked is that okay, so now we get past the fact we know we that's unearthed the fact that she was abused, um, and essentially raped by this man. Yes, yes. Um, 
And now we have to re- remind everybody that this should be, this is not okay. So someone has to come in and defend her. Someone has to protect her. Mm-hmm. Every And that happens with Trish every time. Ugh. And you'll see this, especially Simpson? throughout the rest of the season, mm. that she's going to do something that's so reckless, like <laughs> that privileged white women do. Yes. They step outside of their lane and someone <laughs> gathers them together. Like, what the hell are you doing? And someone has to come <laughs> say, no, leave her alone. Ugh. Like, it happens throughout the whole season. And uh. it's, Again, that whole the whole narrative of who should be feared, who should be protected, and Trish personifies that. <laughs> Trish is trash because even after that, now she did say going forward, you're going to hear some things that are about me that I don't want to discuss going forward. I get right. that, but once we got that little white, you know, save the white woman scene, he even mentioned to her, "Hey, I." text you after that day she said oh there's nothing to talk about well bitch i'm good enough for you to have me get out of my bed to go and help do your bidding knowing that we're doing something that's maybe not illegal but that's very suspect but then now when i'm calling to follow up even if he didn't mention the abuse and the stuff that she went through i'm not worthy of a response i was like bitch i know you lied like and first of all you brought my black ass on this set that if something went sideways they would take me off quick I'm, I'm, I was thinking, what? Okay. Okay, God. Go ahead. Listeners, I, my thing is, when I saw him in that bathroom with the door cracked, I was like, okay, maybe he climbed in through the window. Come to find out, he came in through the front door. So, what (laughs) would have happened if that white man had walked into the bathroom or saw him coming out of his trailer? I'm so, not protective. I'm so, uh, my awareness is heightened. I'll just say that for lack of a better term. When it comes to brown people on screen, Mm-hmm. especially in shows like this, because I just knew something was going to happen to him. Now, it didn't, but uh, I don't know. I'm just no, I, I'm frustrated. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. And it's just, one, it's it's one of those things where we're in places where you have no power also. And mm-hmm. it has nothing to, like, if he, they were on the streets of New York where mm-hmm. there's tons of eyes and tons of ears where people will, will, especially with brown people, will stop and be like, whoa, 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 what's happening? If something right. went sideways, mm-hmm. as opposed to you being on a set where you're not employed, where the man who, who is rich and yes. has the influence. So, you know, he, we saw that when he was like, get these files. He was like, dope, I can get these files for you after you threaten me. Yes. Like, this man has power. The people on the set have power. They have standing. Like, you brought him into this place where he doesn't matter, where Patsy will always matter in these mm-hmm. kind of situations. Mm-hmm. And, and like, so now, so he, he, again, is always one of those people. I'm putting, I'm putting you out there to possibly be cut off or cut down. Yeah. Because I have gold. Alright, we're going to stop right there. Uh, this has been the first episode of Keeping Up With The Jones. Make sure to come back next week for the next installment of Keeping Up With The Jones. Charnel was on a roll. Conversation was good. I'm hoping this was a pretty decent cliffhanger to kind of keep you uh, interested in to coming back. So again, make sure you check out the show notes to see all of Charnel's amazing shows, all of his social medias, and the same for me as well. Uh, This has been the first installment of Keeping Up With The Jones. Come back. Keep the conversation open. Tweet us. uh, Carefree Blurred. Charnel B. And uh, I'll see you guys next week.